If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Geek Vibes Live is rated G for geek. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another amazing episode of Geek Vibes Live Interview. I'm your host, Tia, and today we have a really, really, really special guest, especially since I've been binge-watching Castle Rock Season 2. Matthew Allen is with us today, and I believe he's on the other end. Matthew, are you there? Okay, no. (laughs) I thought for a second that I had heard something on the other end. I was like, maybe Matthew has joined us, but unfortunately not just yet, but that's perfectly fine. Um, I definitely want to know if you're like me and you've been binging the second season of Castle Rock. It is utterly and 100% fantastic, really creepy, very eerie, like the perfect show to watch if you still want to stay and say that Halloween season Spirit. I mean, that's just pretty much anything that has to do with Stephen King. It's just very eerie. There's always that kind of thriller, horror element to it. And I just freaking love it. It is absolutely fantastic. But to me, what I love so much about it is just taking all these amazing aspects of Stephen King lore throughout the years and kind of piling it all together. It's just really, really cool. Um, Matthew, are you here with us? Okay. I had to ask just because I heard something, so, but that could just be my imagination here. But, yeah, so we're going to be interviewing Matthew Allen today, and what's really cool is so Matthew plays uh, Chris Merrill, who is actually not a character that... Stephen King wrote. Now, if you're familiar with Stephen King's work, you will know that the uh, infamous Merrill family is very much present in the second season of Castle Rock, but that Chris's char- uh, Matthew Allen's character, Chris, is actually uh, written specifically for the show, which is really cool because uh, he and his brother Ace really have this interesting dynamic going on. Um, Matthew, are you here with us? Okay, I'm just going to keep asking that every few seconds because I feel like I hear something, but I'll just keep talking for right now. Yeah, so if you're like me and you've been really digging into Castle Rock Season 2, you'll know that there is a lot going on in this town and just so many aspects. Once you think uh, maybe you kind of caught on to what's happening, some curveball comes out of nowhere and completely just uh, throws everything in a disarray, pretty much. Now, I haven't watched Castle Rock Season 1, which is bad, because 
everyone yells at me for not doing so. And I am a big Bill Skarsgård fan. I just never got to it. You know when there are amazing movies and amazing shows that are being promoted, when you see the trailer, you think to yourself, yes, that's definitely something that I'm going to see, but then life kind of gets in the way and other things come out and you just really don't get to it. And that's how it has been. And that was how it was for Castle Rock for a very long time. But of course, as soon as we booked this interview, I was like, all right, well, let me do my homework and completely was enthralled with the story of Castle Rock season two. And, um, yeah, just every actor seems to be, you know, throwing out their A-game there, and it's just a really compelling story, really well done. You have to give kudos to all the actors, all the crew members and all that, just because they're doing such a fantastic job. So I'm really excited. I hope that we get Matthew Allen on the line pretty soon, just because I'm really excited to talk about his character, because, spoiler alert, I won't reveal anything just yet, but if you watched last night's episode, something really big happened with his character, and that's definitely something that I want to talk to Matthew about um, whenever we get him on the phone. But uh, you have to admit, so Matthew and, uh, and Paul Sparks, who plays Ace, have a really good chemistry going on as brothers in the show, and the whole idea is that Ace is obviously very volatile and very violent and then you have Chris who kind of is the good brother and just wants to keep peace among the family and of course when we're talking about a drama especially in Stephen King's world that is absolutely not possible at all uh, try as hard as Chris might but he is not able to really real ace in and that's just kind of the character that he is and it's just very interesting the tensions amongst the community that they decide to kind of explore in Castle Rock season two it's one of those things where if you didn't have say the supernatural element of it it would already enough be of a compelling story with the tensions between this small town and the Somali residents that are there. I mean, personally, I would watch a show just, say, based on that. But, of course, because it's Stephen King, you have all these ghoulish supernatural elements to it that really make everything super interesting, just elite, you know, uh, just brings it to a whole nother level. And I think that's why people are really digging Castle Rock as a whole. And, I mean, I don't want to lie on air, so I don't know if, say, a season three has been confirmed yet because we are still doing season two. That's the thing about Hulu is that it does a week-by-week thing, which, you know, it is kind of – it's like I get it. You know, Netflix Netflix and Amazon usually just drop their seasons all at once, and then you binge it for a few hours, and then you don't have anything. And so Hulu does this thing where they go week by week, and it's like, yeah, that's good. You spread it out. But, of course, we're all sitting there wanting more and more and more because it's such a good show, and I feel that <laughs> that show needs to get some sort of Emmy recognition and the actors because it's just that good. Um, if you could 
probably guess I'm like not saying what the main actress's name is just because I completely forgot her name. Uh, but she plays Annie, which if you say you don't even have to be a like reader of Stephen King's novels, you can just know the movie uh, Misery. And she plays essentially a younger version of the Annie in that movie. And we all remember how, uh, how unnerving that character was. And this Annie in Castle Rock just brings it to a whole new level and just utterly creeps me out. I mean, anytime uh, we, you know, in my household watch Castle Rock and she's on TV, we're just utterly, like, electrified because of how good she is, and I swear if she doesn't get an Emmy nod, it would be really just a horrible, horrible thing, but um, let's see what the time is, just so we can see if uh, if Matthew's going to be coming on. Uh, certainly hope so, absolutely hope so, just because I've been waiting for this. It actually feels like a bit of a long time coming, only because, <laughs> funny enough, I was at so Castle Rock Season 2 had a press room at New York Comic Con, and I was invited to the press room. I went to the press room, and there was Matthew Allen, Paul Sparks, and a few of the other actors from the show. But I, it was my first time in a press room, um, you know, through Geek Vibes Nation, and I didn't really know what I was doing. I had in my head it be a completely different scenario than it actually was so I just remember walking in and I I did of course go there a few minutes late unfortunately and everything was still like everything was underway I didn't know what I should do didn't know where I should sit so I unfortunately didn't get an interview with him then so when of course our editor-in-chief approached me with this interview now it's like of course I feel like I, I need to do this and certainly hope that Matthew is able to join us soon so that we can even, uh, you know, ask him all the things because I feel like if I had interviewed him then we really wouldn't have had as much juicy details as hopefully we'll have now considering at New York Comic Con that was before the second season even started and now we're six episodes in, especially what happened in last night's episode was utterly uh, you know, just shocking and really revealed a lot of what we are expecting now in this season. I mean, they threw in such a, again, that supernatural element that is, say, in another show wouldn't necessarily be necessary, but it's a Stephen King show, so you're expecting the strange and unusual to happen. It's not just a story of racial conflict in a small American town. It is now a racial conflict in a small American town with a supernatural element thrown on top of that. It's super interesting. I always wonder how these actors really kind of get into the mood to even do something that is so say out of the box and so far they're doing it wonderfully in Castle Rock season two so um, let me first of all just kind of reach out to my boss man and ask him let's see
Again, hopefully we get Matthew Allen on the phone. I know I keep saying Matthew Allen, Matthew Allen. I'm one of those people that always has to say the first and last name. That was something that was pointed out to me years ago that I could never just say the one name. I always have to say both, but that's just how it is. Um, Matthew, do I have you on the phone? Apparently there seems to be some sort of haunting going on because I could swear that I hear something, so, but it must be all in my head. Can you guys um, hear me now? Matthew? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Could you hear me the whole time? Because I could swear <laughs> yeah. I was hearing things and I've been, I was like... I've been listening the whole time, yeah. Oh my <laughs> God, I'm making such a fool out of yeah. myself. <laughs> <laughs> no. The show is great. I, I, I just uh, I wanted to let someone know I was here. I didn't know how. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. that. Is not in my control. I'm just as much like on the other end of the phone, sitting there. Like I can hear things, but I can't hear another person. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I mean, so glad I'm starting to feel so bad. I was like, this, this, they think I'm a no-show right now. This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, so I'm sure that you heard my New York Comic Con story, and I would yeah, completely yeah. say a no show for that. You were literally a few feet a few feet away from me. You were sitting next to Paul Sparks, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm just gonna stand <laughs> and take a picture and a video, and that's about it. I felt it. the same way. If that, if that makes you feel any better, I felt the exact same way. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Well, um, thank you so much for joining. I apologize about all of that, but thank you for being patient and even hanging in there. So, uh, Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. (laughs) Of course. Let's jump right in. Uh, Okay, so major spoiler for those who have not seen the latest episode of Castle Rock, but... Welcome back, I guess I would say, to the show. <laughs> no, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Um, it's funny. Today I was talking to a uh, friend of mine, and I was like, okay, well, he's back, but it's not technically him. He's a vessel. So I really just want to, like, go into what what are, what should we expect as the fans, what is going on there, and now – what is the difference between how you were acting, say, as Chris, and now how you're acting as this new rejuvenated version of your character? I mean, it's not often you get to play, you know, two sides of one character. Uh, so that part was pretty cool when I learned that that was going to happen. Uh, and it's been it's been a, a really cool. I mean, it's a wild ride right out of the gate from episode one, but I think now that, you know, the season is halfway through, we're starting to realize kind of where things are going and the characters have been set up and, the, you know, the storylines are kind of, you know, lined up. And so I think, uh, I don't know, it's been, it, it's been surprising, you know, being a part of it, seeing where everything is going probably as much as, you know, the audience is experiencing that now. Because uh, when we would get different scripts, you know, the, the, the different turns and twists throughout were always surprising to us as well. So that part was very cool. Uh, and and the approach to it has been, I mean, I think Chris is, you know, the real Chris is, has been granted by his family. He's a very loyal guy, a little more level-headed than, than say, his brother Ace. But now that, uh, you know, the vessel has been introduced and 
we're kind of learning what's behind this this uprising. Uh, I think it. Uh, I, I can't say too much, but I think you'll see kind mm-hmm. of his his uh, I guess goals and and what grounds him and what anchors him. Those things are going to shift. Yeah, it, it, to me, it was just like, of course, when unfortunately your character died at the end of episode four, I was like, oh, that's it? Okay. Um, I guess <laughs> we just, they we love just me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but now we have Chris back, and it, as we see with like Ace, he still has a bit of, say, that old Ace personality, but of course, there's this new element going on so it is going to yeah. be interesting seeing the two moving forward but Chris is a made up character for this series now I read that you are a fan of Stephen King's work so how was it for you to know that okay your character is going to be part of this Merle family that's quite big but your character specifically is made up how was it working off of virtually no source material. I mean, that was, uh, that was, you know, exciting and intimidating, I think equal parts, uh, because that Stephen King world and especially the Merrill family, I mean, that's a pretty iconic part of that, you know, of that universe. So to be a new part of it was very cool, uh, because I also got to, you know, kind of create a character from scratch as opposed to, you know, one that has been part of the world before. So that was cool to kind of, you know, get to, uh, enter this world, but then also create my very own character. And the directors were great this season too, because they let us all kind of play around and, and, and experiment and kind of see where these characters could go. And that part was, you know, very fun. Yeah, absolutely. I completely like can see where you mean that you have this sort of freedom more so. And yeah, among... yeah, but it's intimidating because you don't, you know, this world is so, you know, big and has such a huge following and it's such a fascinating world, you know, it, it, that, it's intimidating and a little daunting as well. I And I completely can see that because there, Castle Rock is so enriched in so much Stephen King lore um, yeah. that it would be that way. What I liked about Chris, the like original Chris, <laughs> was you have <laughs> you have all these intense characters, say such as Ace, Pop, Annie, and Chris, and say Nadia are really and, and Abdi, but more so Chris and Nadia are really these characters that were sort of like the shining beacons in the show. Would you say that you kind of agree with that? Yeah, I think I think yeah, Nadia and Chris for sure. They, they seem to be the ones that 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 hold their you know their their family dear and and just seem to even though that you know they're still parts of this criminal family, they seem to be the level-headed ones and the ones that you know really are trying to keep the community as a whole together. Uh, so they're yeah, I think their intentions are kind of in line with each other, which is why you see that they have a connection you know in the first half of the season. I was going to bring that up. Of course, uh-huh. uh, Nadia and Abdi are supposed to be uh, the adopted siblings of Ace and Chris, but then you see briefly that Chris and Nadia are clearly sleeping together. So <laughs> <laughs> is there going to be some sort of, say, 
confrontation between the two down the line in the season. Um, I, I know that you can't give away too much, but I certainly would think that Nadia would kind of be, hey, why are you acting different right now? Yeah, I think I think that will be that will be part of the excitement to see kind of where that story goes, uh, and then also just kind of where Chris fits into this you know new new uprising of 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 the uh, the settlers as we're I think learning to uh, or coming to call them. Uh, I think we're just kind of kind of see where Chris fits in all of that uh, as it all kind of comes to a head. Yeah, absolutely. I'm interested in seeing where that goes, um, and especially yeah, yeah. seeing how Chris now acts and such. Unfortunately, you know, the real Chris was killed by Pod Ace, I'm going to call him. And <laughs> that <laughs> that fight sequence, now, was that really you and Paul Sparks, or would you say that most that may have been Stunt doubles, I mean, that surely had to have been a very uh, physical type of uh, day for you to film. Yeah, that day was, that day for me goes down as one of the most intense but really exciting days, too, uh, because that fight sequence, uh, it was a long, you know, uh, a long day and a long process. And, and what we ended up with, you know, uh, in the final in you know, in the final cut was actually a shortened version of the original fight uh, because it was it was a long kind of you know brothers and history built up. You know, it was it was a pretty knock down, drag out, um, brotherly, you know, full of brotherly love. But uh, so you know, but we had the best time because uh, Paul is such an amazing guy to work with and. Uh, the stunt guys, I mean, they the work they did on this was incredible, and they put so much thought into, you know, the blocking and the rehearsal, and, you know, a lot of the, the stuff you see is, is, is them working so hard. Uh, and at the end of the day, it was just this very cool scene that we all just worked really hard on, and I think Paul and I, you know, we, 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 uh, we had good chemistry in that. You know, sometimes those kind of scenes are a little intense, and they're a little chaotic, and I feel like Paul and I really had a good time working on that fight scene. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I'm sure that there's going to be some more fight scenes down the line. Again, I know you can't tell me too much, but... <laughs> I mean, each episode uh, is pretty intense in, in its own right, so I, I think it's safe to say there might be some more fights before the, the last episode, for sure. The very intense series. And what I kind of wanted to ask you, as I was saying... While uh, while I couldn't hear you and I was just kind of blabbing before, but <laughs> there's <laughs> there's these racial tensions between the people of Castle Rock and the Somali community. When the second season was being developed, I mean, was this kind of inspired, say, by a lot that we are seeing now in our current news? I mean, I think that's what makes this season you know, very interesting is that it's, you know, there's, there's a lot, a lot going on, a lot of different stories and fascinating characters, but a lot of the stories, you know, we can relate to with, with the climate and what's going on nowadays. Uh, so, yeah, I think there's a lot of, you know, information in season two that, that I think people can relate to what's going on in, in the climate around, you know, 
current days. Uh, absolutely, I think there's a connection. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, would you kind of say that this role that, like, this part that you're in and this series that you're in is different than, say, the experience that you had on 13 Reasons Why, Grey's Anatomy, like, you know, what? where's the level of comparison, or is this just kind of, like, very, very intense? Uh, I mean, they're all different, and they, they, they all, you know, each one is a different experience. Um, but this one, I, I think, was, was fascinating because it's, you know, it's this universe that is so well-known and, and so weird and unpredictable, and you just never know what's going to happen. So that part itself is pretty exciting to play as an actor because, you know, the elements are just a little, you know, a little more out there and a little weirder, and I'm always drawn to that kind of weird stuff. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, when I had read that you were a big Stephen King fan, I mean, all his stuff are weird in the best of ways, though. Yeah, what? yeah. My dad actually was a huge Stephen King fan uh, when he was younger and has read all of his books. So when I told him I was going to be a part of the series, he was he was over the moon. He was pretty excited about it. <laughs> I, he must have been saying, uh, get me front row seats. I need to be there on set with <laughs> <Right>. you. <laughs> what would yeah, you say we, uh, is we your... actually filmed in... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I was just going to say we actually filmed out there closer to you. We were on the East Coast while, while filming in Boston. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. And what is his... First of all, what is his favorite Stephen King story? Uh, my dad's favorites. Um, I, I always remember him rereading um, the Tommyknockers. He read a lot, not the Tommyknockers. That's uh, don't, yeah, definitely not that. Um, uh, Dark Tower. He read a lot of, and uh, he introduced me to Pet Cemetery, which was the first one that I read. Uh, but he always talked about the Dark Tower. And I believe that's actually being adapted into a series. I mean, Stephen King stuff is so huge right now. Um, what would you say about, what is it about Stephen King's material that seems to be everywhere? I mean, not only do you have Castle Rock, not only did I hear that we're getting a Dark Tower series, but also uh, The Stand. So, I yeah, mean, yeah, the and, stand is a and the popularity and the popularity with it. Oh, yeah, I mean, Alexander Skarsgård is now going to play, what, the main villain in that? It's it's huge. Yeah, yeah. I think his world is, is all over the place nowadays. I mean, there's so many series and movies that are they're based on his books, and I think it's just a testament to how, you know, how much of a, a fabric, you know, his work is, and, you know, in that genre, and, and how these characters we can relate to you know, even 20 years after they're written, uh, because it's the characters that we connect to, and then they're put in these unrealistic circumstances that I think really draws people in, and that's when the weird kind of, you know, begins. So I, I think I think that's why people are drawn to it today as much as they were then, is because the stories are fascinating, but it's, it's the characters that people connect to, and then they're put in these completely, you know, psychological uh, weird circumstances that really, I think, fascinates people. Absolutely. Have you gone out and seen Dr. Sleep yet? I have not. Have you seen it? <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> you have not? I have okay. not. <laughs> we'll just, 
We'll but, talk about that next time. <laughs> a few of my associates at Geek Fives Nation saw it, and they absolutely loved it. So you'll you'll enjoy it as a Stephen King fan, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, but it looks I, very cool, and I'm excited to see what they've done with it. Absolutely. And I am super excited. To, like, I'm so happy I got to watch season two of Castle Rock. I'm really looking forward to the rest of it and seeing where your character goes, seeing where all of the character goes, because they are just, everyone's on point in this show. But besides uh, Castle Rock, what else do you have upcoming that fans should really just be on the lookout for? Uh, I, I was lucky enough to work on uh, the first episode of uh, Jordan Peele's new series on HBO coming out uh, called Lovecraft Country, uh, oh, and that's uh, and he he teamed up with J.J. Uh, Abrams on it, and it's this very cool story of of uh, a guy searching for his father in the '50s, and just kind of the journey along the way and the characters that he meets and the challenges and you know good guys and bad guys and and. Uh, you know, just the different, you know, interesting, good and bad characters that that he meets along the way, and it's uh, it's kind of done in a kind of a Lovecraft storytelling kind of vehicle. So I think people are going to really enjoy it because it's it's also part of that horror genre, and it'll be weird and different and and really intense. So I think people are really really going to get a kick out of of Lovecraft Country for sure. That's really cool. First of all, J.J. Abrams is fantastic, and Jordan Peele yeah. has been doing really wonderful things in the horror genre. For someone who yeah. everyone thought of as a comedian, uh, which he is, he's funny, but us get out, I mean, and he's doing the Twilight series, so that's really cool that you're you're a part of that. Yeah, I think his way of telling these stories is is is, is just a little different than we've seen you know, in the past. And I think it's, it's his approach to this genre and, and just the really interesting storytelling that he, that he does that is really pulling people in. And I mean, the, the, the first episode of Lovecraft was just incredible. And so I think with his touch, it's going to be a very cool series. Which is awesome. We need people who are almost redefining the horror genre because at times I think that, it could be a little stale. There was a lot of the same, the same. And with all these new people coming out and putting their touch on it is really cool. So very fun. And when should we expect for that to come out? And what is it coming out on? It'll be on HBO. Uh, when it comes out, I don't think they've, they've said it yet. So I'm thinking early next year, but sometime next year, probably. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be on HBO, but I wish I could tell you more. I just I'm not sure when they've decided to air it because I, I believe they're still working on the on the season. And that's no problem. Listen, I would never uh, have <laughs> you reveal too many secrets and get in trouble. But you know, when you can, just I, let uh, us know. Sometimes <laughs> we'll, we'll ramble and, and probably spill too much, so I, I have to sometimes <laughs> just cut myself off before I spoil it. <laughs> that's no problem but <laughs> uh, Matthew I am super excited that I got to talk to you I'm really looking forward to the rest of Castle Rock season 2 and certainly looking forward to Lovecraft um, thank you again for taking the time to even speak with me and I apologize for 
all of that in the beginning of the show. No, but... no, it was fun. It was, it was fun to listen to the show. I'm a big fan now. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, thanks for having me. I really, I really appreciate you having me. It was good talking to you, and uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of the season. We'll have to talk and let me know what you think. Yes, please. I would love that. Thank you again, awesome. Matthew. Have have a great right. rest of your day. <laughs> have a good day. Thank you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.